Hello and welcome to episode number 494 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell and Amanda is joining me today to catch up on her list of things to look forward to, which includes some things that are done. And we are going to talk about book recommendations, video game recommendations, angsty books, trimming your bangs. And we have some New Year's wishes from Elise and Pudding and Jane B. Hello and thank you as always to the Patreon community. You can find more information about our Patreon at patreon.com slash smartbitches. Every episode has a transcript because of the Patreon community. And hello and thank you to Michelle, Rachel, and TC, who are the newest members of our Patreon group. Thank you for joining us. This episode is brought to you in part by Romancing the Rancher by USA Today bestselling author Kate Pierce, the latest Western romance in the Millers of Morgan Valley series. Perfect for fans of Jennifer Ryan, Lindsay McKenna, and Linda Lale Miller, this story follows a hero as he volunteers with the PBR Rodeo Association. So there's lots of behind-the-scenes detail. I love that. Ranching will always run in Evan Miller's blood, but as the fifth son, he also wants to prove to his skeptical family that he can forge his own path. Drawn to the world of rodeo, Evan encounters Josie Martinez, half-sister of world champion bull rider Rio Martinez. Evan hopes that Josie might show him the ropes, among other things, but Josie has priorities of her own which do not include Evan, though she loves the sanctuary that she finds at his ranch. You can find Romancing the Rancher and the rest of the Millers of Morgan Valley series by Kate Pierce wherever books are sold. Find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. This episode is brought to you in part by Bombas, and I am very excited about this. Bombas's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you cannot wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy winter layers. I was so very excited to receive a pair of Bombas socks as a gift. Yes, I am thrilled to receive socks years old, and they are wonderful. They are warm and snug, and they are perfect for hanging out and for walking the dogs, even when it's freezing cold out. I love these socks so much. Go to bombas.com slash Sarah and get 20% off any purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Sarah for 20% off bombas.com slash Sarah. Wilbur would like you to know that this episode is brought to you in part by Cat Person. Cat Person is protein-packed, high-quality cat food shipped to your door. Prepare for your cat to climb up your leg to try to get some. Meal plans are fully customized and perfect for cats of all ages. There are 16 different kinds of wet food and three different dry, and so you'll find a combination that your cat will love. A starter box includes 10 cups of wet food, a two-pound bag of dry food, plus an entire set of serving spoons, silicone lids, and a scooper. Wilbur, my feline sound engineer, absolutely loves this food, and he hollers at me until I give him the food. He loves the shreds, most of all, but adores the dry, and after only two days of trying the new food, he demands it loudly on schedule every night. You and your cat are going to love Cat Person as much as we do. Go to catperson.com slash trashybooks and use code trashybooks to save nearly 50% on your starter box with free shipping. That's catperson.com slash trashybooks code trashybooks to get nearly 50% off your starter box with free shipping. Catperson.com slash trashybooks code trashybooks. 
This episode is brought to you in part by ZocDoc. ZocDoc helps you search for local doctors who take your insurance. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor, and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can read verified patient reviews and book an appointment in person or video chat. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. I love that I don't have to cross-reference insurance coverage and appointment availability with travel distance and any patient reviews I can find. Instead of six tabs, I just have one site and it's a lot faster and much less stressful. Go to ZocDoc.com Sarah and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com Sarah and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Sarah. This podcast is brought to you in part by Pros. Now, most of you have heard me talking about learning to take better care of my hair in the quarantines, and you may have heard me talking about Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. First, there's a quiz, an in-depth hair quiz, Pros has given over 1 million consultations, and my results created a custom blend that has made my hair softer, my surprising amount of curls more defined, and because I get to choose my own scent, it smells incredible too. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. And if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash trashy books. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash trashy books for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. This podcast episode is brought to you by Ritual, a vegan-friendly multivitamin delivered to your door that's formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. Many people age 19 through 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and some are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and up. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. Ritual also invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18 plus multivitamin. I like knowing all the steps behind my vitamins and I love the ease. My multivitamins are delivered to my door every month with free shipping and I can start, snooze, or cancel my subscription at any time. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Sarah and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash Sarah. Let's start this podcast with the question of, should you cut your own bangs? Your hair looks great. I did the bangs myself. Oh. Because the the person forgot that I wanted bangs, but my normal stylist was going out of town this week. So like, okay, we can put you with somebody else. I'm like, FYI, I have very thick curly hair and usually I need extra time. Um, and my stylist knows to add on like an extra 15, 20 minutes to the appointment. I just picture um, her standing behind you with like hedge clippers, just like, all right, <laughs> all right, it's time. The person was so focused on this part that they forgot this part, even though I reminded them and their next appointment had arrived Ugh. and was waiting. 
So I like texted my roommate and I'm like, she forgot my bangs. So looks like I'm doing it myself. Oh my gosh. You cut your own bangs. With a uh, kitchen scissors. Oh my gosh. And they look they don't great. They look <laughs> great. Yeah. Wow. So shout out to Brad Mondo's bang cutting video. Oh, you watched videos in advance? That's like being semi-professional. I, I watched it as I was doing it over <laughs> my bathroom sink. <laughs> so tell me about getting your nose pierced. How did oh, it go? Goodness. It looks so good. I love that the rings match. <laughs> yeah. So weirdly enough, uh, when I got my nostril pierced, I replaced the jewelry because I wanted a rose gold hoop. And that's actually where I wound up getting my septum pierced was at the same place. So it's like literally oh. matching jewelry. Um, so it was a comedy of errors that Monday. We'll, we'll take you on a journey. I have had this booked... <laughs> For about a month or so, end of November is when I made this appointment. Oh, yeah. You lined up a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. to look forward to. We talked about this in a previous yes. episode. Yeah. So this has been lined up for a while. Um, my appointment's at 1230. I'm waiting for my bus. Uh, I get a phone call while I'm waiting for the bus that they're canceling my appointment um, because they decided they're not doing any under the mask piercings. Before, it was like no oral mouth piercings. Right. But they were doing nose piercings. So they changed. I'm like, ah, fucking shit. Like, I've I've been psyching myself up for this piercing. Um, I've been looking forward to it. I, I get their reasonings, but wow, that's yeah. short notice. Like, you're already on the way. I'm like, I'm dedicated to making this happen. So I am start Googling at the bus stop appointments for nose piercings. And some places still aren't doing septum piercings. Totally fine. But I find a place that's kind of like on the way that has an opening at noon Ooh. and it's 11, 1140. So nice. I make the appointment and I'm like, all right, I can get there in 20 minutes on the bus, but then I got it done. And how was it? Was it super painful or was it so painless? So really? Painless. Like it didn't hurt at all. If anyone's curious, it may, the septum may look more painful, but it's not going through that thick center part. It's more like up here. Yeah. It's super thin at yeah. the tip of your nose. That's so cool. Are you Great. happy with it? So happy with it. Yes. My only complaint is I have to wear masks and no one gets to see how cute it is. Yeah. So, but so happy with it. So glad I did it. You know, bummed I waited so long, but. I think it looks great. It and looks fabulous. And, and and if you like how it looks, it is it, it is only your opinion off. that matters. Good for you. That's so awesome. Yeah, so happy with it. And I've had it about a week. So I got it last Monday. Are you going third. to get more piercings? I don't think so. There's no other piercings that I'm super curious about. Like I'm fine with just like the single hole in my ear. Yeah, nothing else really I'm really interested in. I might like if I'm feeling very fancy, maybe get the other nostril done. So just have a whole. Oh, wow. The decorative jewelry you could put in. Mm, No, they had some very fancy septum ones with like rhinestones. Yeah. But for an everyday one. Great. For a special occasion, maybe I'll switch it out. But you could also just put a little chain between your nostril and your septum and then like hang things from it like a. (laughs) Like a big, like a big red Christmas Like my ball. laundry. Yeah. Just dry off your knickers on your face. Yeah. That wouldn't attract attention. I mean, you're wearing a face mask. It's true. Right? 
I'm curious how the stuff to make give you things to look forward to is working for you because I have to say my anxiety has been so loud really? this week and last this last week and this week. Yeah. I was I was thinking, you know, okay, start of the year. I know it's coming up. I've got plans, everything's scheduled. They're having a meeting this week to discuss whether or not the school should be open or closed. But are they having the meeting in person? No, they are not. They are having the meeting virtually. That's <laughs> Just, kind of telling. And I'm like, you're running out of adults to run the school. You don't have enough grownups. You don't have enough grownups to drive the buses, let alone staff the classrooms. Yeah. Every day there's at least one class, possibly two, where there's no teacher. So the kids go to the gym and just like sleep. Like this is this is ridiculous. So I, I don't know why this has activated my anxiety. It's not like it's a globally dangerous situation that endangers my kids and my community and people around me. What? And it's no. not like the the structural leadership has said something and then taken it back and not delivered us a new plan. It's not like I have any idea what's happening. I can't imagine why this makes my anxiety so loud. But oh my God, my brain is so mm. loud. And one of the ways my 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 anxiety shows up it sounds like I have this really strange house guest that's just arrived on my porch. I've shown up. up, yes. Is that I get songs stuck in my head at volume that's like right. 12. And they're not good songs. It's usually like I'll hear a snippet of something and then my brain will be like, oh, I know all of that song. Let's put it on and turn it all the way up. So what do I get stuck in my head? Fucking like tub thumping. Do you ever try to go to sleep while a bunch of British you, people are screaming in your head that they get knocked down and then they I get up like, again? saying you get knocked down. But do you get up again? You, yes, because I have to pee because I've been <laughs> awake for three hours and I haven't been able to sleep because tub thumping is too loud in my brain. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious how having things to look forward to is working for you. It's only been one month, but I feel like it's working well. And it gives like, I don't know if perspective is the right word, um, but like thinking about going and seeing my brother in March, I'm like, it's not that far away. Nope. Like, it's just like, the second thing on my thing to look forward to list now. Yep. Like I just have to get through February and then it's March. Um, uh, if you'd like, I could put it in another perspective. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven books on sale newsletters. <laughs> I am exploring new coping mechanisms for this particular week. I'm also reminding myself that even though this sort of looming dread feels familiar, um, it feels very familiar in a bad way. This is just for now. But I started listening to this audiobook, and it's not that long. Like, I feel kind of bad that I wasted a credit on it because it's not that long. <laughs> I feel like, you know, you pay that monthly fee for your credits. You want yeah. to get the biggest audiobook in all the land. How long is it? It's like six hours. Okay. And I listen at about 1.5 speed. Sorry, narrators everywhere. And uh, so it's not that quite, you know, it's not quite that full length, but it's called Chatter. Chatter is about the voice inside your head the ways in which we talk to ourselves. And it talks about tricks for disengaging when that voice is detrimental to us and ways to contextualize and basically turn it down. The coping strategies are really interesting. Like one is if you're stuck ruminating on a situation, like your brain is replaying a negative thing that's happened over and over and over, which my brain loves to do. Basically, it's following a familiar neural pathway. And one way to get your brain to sort of step back and disengage from that neural pathway is to imagine that situation happening to someone else or to you as not you. Like to like if you were a fly on the wall watching this situation, 
you know, if you're going to ruminate on it, switch the perspective and suddenly the emotions that come with it may go down and be less acute, which I think is a really interesting strategy. Hmm. And so when tub thumping stops playing in my brain, if that happens, I know what to do. But in the meantime, I drink a whiskey drink. I drink a vodka drink. drink. I drink a lager drink. Drink a cider drink? I drink a cider drink. I think I sing songs that remind me of the good times. I'm picturing, you know, like in a movie or like a movie trailer. Yeah. As the action builds, so does like the music that they play in the background. I'm just picturing that, but it's tub thumping. Yes. Louder. That is literally what it's like when I am quiet. (laughs) My brain's like, oh, time to crank up the volume. Like really? really? Owen's like running through hallways. Yes. It's just the ominous tub. (laughs) Running through the halls like Kermit flailing. Yes. The cats and the dog, the cat and the dogs are very confused. Are we playing chase? What is a tub thumping? <laughs> what is a tub thumping? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. What is tub, what is tub thumping? I'm a little afraid of my search results for this one. A tub thumper is a, a vociferous supporter of a cause. Oh, so what? You have like a wash tub and you bang on it like a drum? Yeah. A noisy... Uh, violent public speaker. So okay. just someone who gets drunk and rants, I guess. I, I can do that. There you go. That's, Not a problem. Look, I'm I'm very happy to do that. something here today. I did. We did learn. Now I can just lecture my inner soundtrack of anxiety. Do you know that tub thumping actually is a loud, vociferous, violent protester? So are you reading anything? We have, we have two late arriving New Year's uh, voice memos. One is from Elise. And I'm curious if you, because we're sort of going back to the yeah. end of year episode where we offer recommendations and wishes. Do you have any new books you want to tell people about? Um, I'm reading right now. I'm, I've am i gone down a Katie Robert rabbit hole, which I mentioned in our previous episode, yes. end of the year episode. Yes. So I'm, I, I was tired of waiting for the ebook library hold of the marriage contract to come up because I would inevitably miss the notification Mm. That the ebook was ready, and by the time I saw it, it would have been returned. The wait times are long and somewhat erratic, so I just bought like a used copy of the paper of the mass market online, and it's on my desk. And what I've been doing lately, so for Christmas, my roommate got me a box of bath bombs. Oh, um, what a nice gift! I know. At night, I will um, take a, a sleepy time edible. Do a bath bomb in the bath and see how far I can read before my eyes start to cross or I keep reading the same paragraph. It's like a beat the clock scenario. Nice. And then once that happens, I just sit in the hot water. But yeah, so I haven't made it very far, admittedly. But that's what I'm reading right now. I'm mostly looking forward to... So there's a sequel to a video game that I really like that comes out next month. Um, oh, is it uh, Cyberpunk 2083? No, I don't need my tits on display again like that. But they were just busting out. They were <laughs> New they Year, were, they, same tit glitches. <laughs> they were tub thumping. No. Um, so the the game that I like is Horizon Zero Dawn. It's oh, really I heard cool. about this the um, sequel. So the the sequel is Horizon Forbidden West, and that comes out. February 18th. Mm. So one of the primary reasons why I bought my PS5 is for reading. It's been pretty 
slow. Um, I've mostly been burritoing myself up and playing video games. It's- Do not blame you. I am looking forward to two books that are coming out soon. One is A Letter to Three Witches. And then the other is yes. Not the Witch You Wed. It's like Halloween part Not the duh. Witch You Wed, yes. That's, I think they have an arc of that. It looked very interesting. It's a rom-com about a witch and a werewolf. And I didn't know that those were words I wanted in that order, but those are words I want in that order. Sarah, you've enjoyed witch werewolf books plenty of times. I have, but I haven't seen a new one in a while. Oh, okay. And you know I'm what? Me. I just realized this is like, you know, there's witch books coming out end of January, beginning of February, and it's almost time yeah. for Valentine's, which is pink Halloween candy. It's pink, it's pink Halloween. Halloween candy. It's pink Halloween. Oh, so I almost bought myself a big, a big uh, assortment at CVS the other day, but I didn't. I'm like, just wait for it to go on sale, you dummy. You don't need it now. Just wait. I think so. you're worth full price CVS chocolate because it's not like you were at like, you know, a, an upscale custom chocolate manufacturer. You were at CVS. Buy the chocolate. Well, I was like, I have a box of Swiss cake rolls in my freezer. And Let what's your point? And I bought some Girl Scout cookies. I also ordered Girl Scout cookies from my neighbor this week. There were some at the subway when I was coming back from, I think, work one day from the the store. And I'm like, ooh, okay. Oh, yeah. And so I bought three boxes. And I I will die on the hill that Thin Mints are overrated. As a former Girl Scout, I'm allowed to say that. So which ones did you buy? Because I know they don't have the Savannah Smiles anymore. They don't. an annual Um, angst. There is no more Savannah nor Smile. So I bought my my typical Samoas, or as they as they call them up here, uh, caramel delights. I bought. They had like a bag of these. I think they were gluten free, but it's like uh, chocolate chip and caramel cookies with sea salt. Ooh, those were I. Yeah, I went out on a limb and I did those. And then they have a new cookie called Adventurefuls, which is like a crispy brownie cookie with like a car- like a dollop of caramel cream on top. So I bought those. Oh, I'm going to have to ask my neighbor about that. I didn't know there were new ones. (gasps) I mean, you might not have access to the new ones. I did read a book that I want to tell you about. Okay, I'm ready. All right. The title is That Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Demon. I've seen this one. Okay. It's like an illustrated cover. Illustrated cover. It is by Kimberly Lemming. And I would like to share with you the first line. Okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. I'll practice my audiobook narration. Okay. Chapter one. I had only two things on my mind, cheese and how to get home. Story checks out, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that one going around on like Twitter, I think. It's on KU. It's like 193 pages. You can read it in an afternoon. And the author, Kimberly Lemming, is her, her dialogue style and her writing style is just adorable and so funny and so charming. She also says in her bio that when she's not writing diverse ro- fantasy romances, she's shoveling chocolate in, in her maw until she passes out on the couch. I, I feel like we should hang out. Cheese, chocolate. All right, you ready for a voice memo? Yes. All right. Hi, it's a slightly congested Elise and my 15-year-old foster fail Siamese pudding, who has been helping me recap the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Hi, Pudding. And we're here to wish you the best of reading in 2022 and to recommend some books. So the first two books I want to recommend are books that are going to make you kind of silly smile. Like even if you're in public, you're grinning because they're just adorable and you love it. Um, That's The People We Meet on Vacation 
by Emily Henry, and also The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. The second two books are books when you need a cathartic, like, cry. Um, I know sometimes in the past couple of years, I've struggled to feel my feelings. These books helped. Uh, They definitely have Happily Ever After, so don't worry about that. That is Once in a Lifetime by Abby Jimenez and Second First Impressions by Sally Thorne. So these books do have Happily Ever Afters, but they are very emotional let you get some of your feels out there. And sometimes we all need that. And that's it. Putting in, I wish you the best of reading for the next year, the best of crafting, knitting, whatever makes you joyful. And uh, that's it. At least brought her soothing ASMR voice. to that. She one. did. She really did bring her soothing <laughs> voice. Do you ever read books to get the cathartic cries out? No, what I usually wind up doing is it'll be like 1am and I'm watching really powerful auditions from like the voice or American Idol. That's what I do to get the cries out is watch like, you know, Susan Boyle's audition from Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. That that'll trigger the waterworks for sure. But like it's hard it's hard for me. I don't do a lot of rereading. We've talked Right, we've talked about that. You're not a rereader. Whereas I ended the year by rereading the Call of Crows series, book one and two. And so it's hard sometimes to look at a book and judge whether or not this is gonna get me right in the feelings Um, right one book that really did that and I still have trouble thinking about the book and talking about the book and I don't know if I'll ever reread the book um is the heart principle by Helen Hong the heroine becomes a caretaker for I think it's her dad. It's been a minute um, for uh, someone in her family and they haven't had the best relationship. And as someone who had to also do that yeah. last year, um, it's a very, very raw wound I still have. Yeah. Um. So that like made me ugly cry like nobody's business. And like, I'm happy I read the book. Helen Hong's writing is always beautiful. Still a huge fan, but it was a difficult book to read, to get through, to talk about, to, to do anything with for me personally. Yeah. Did um, you know before I, you read it that that was in there or was that a surprise? Um. So I didn't know that part of the plot line necessarily. It's like vaguely alluded to in the book description or like the the jacket copy, but I didn't know like the full depth of it. Right. Um, I know there were definitely times where I was like, I think I need to like take a break for yeah. a second. Yeah. Um, but I did not know that going in. I don't know if I would have read it at that time if I knew necessarily that's that was such a big yeah. part of the story. Um, but I like I don't like feeling my feelings. So <laughs> 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 um, I definitely avoid media that I know will make me sad um you know but sometimes you you gotta unplug it for a second and watch America's Got Talent inspirational singing videos late at night and then you know just get it out and then the well starts filling (laughs) yeah takes the pressure off I know you gravitate towards angsty fantasy though right like you yeah but it's not like um I don't get like emotional with it I just like 
extremely high levels, high stakes, sexual tension. Because sometimes like it doesn't make sense to me why the hero and heroine aren't together. Yeah. Like if you just are consenting adults and you talk about it or whatever, like I think that's why the trope uh, friends to lovers and like the sort of like forbidden romance between like a sibling's best friend or whatever. That one never, I never got that one. Doesn't like work for me because like if you're adults, I don't understand the obstacle, like where the obstacle is keeping people. And sometimes there's really no like obstacle. It's just kind of like, how do people navigate like this new relationship that's not a friendship, you know what I mean? Yeah. How do they navigate being in a romantic relationship? And to me, that's boring. Um. <laughs> See, I love internal conflict. So that is totally my jam. But I do not like siblings best friend for two reasons. One, if this is your best friend and you're friends with this person and you like them, why wouldn't you want your sibling to be with someone like that? I mean, if they have a problem, that's separate from your relationship with them. No one says you all have to move in together and live together permanently. But why wouldn't you want your friend to date your sibling? You Presumably, these are people who you care about that are in your life. But the, the, the real reason for it is very uh, misogynistic. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of infantilizing of the heroine. Yeah, who's exactly. Who's often like the younger sister. Yeah. And how dare you, how dare you, you know, compromise my, oh, fuck off. I don't like that Yeah, at it's all. usually like a brother or some male family member. Um, infantilizing. Infantilizing, treating, treating the sibling like property. Yeah. Essentially, like she can't make her own decisions or like as if you have some kind of claim on how. She lives her life. Right. If the problem is the, the the sibling who is not in the partnership would be mad, that's a problem. I fully get not wanting to be in a relationship with someone who is related to someone you're friends with, especially if that's like a second family to you. You don't want to fuck that up. I get that. There's a lot of ways in which I can see it working, but most of the time it's how dare you compromise and sully my beautiful sister? Like, no, 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 no. That's her vagina. She can do whatever she wants with it. Leave her alone. I feel like one conversation to me is enough to cover the conflict. And then like, there's no book after that. You don't have to sneak around. I find in terms of engaging with books that are angsty, I find that, and, and I realize that not every situation falls into this sort of binary, but Either I'm reading a specific book to engage with a specific feeling because, I mean, I always say romance traffics in empathy. You're being invited to feel these emotions in a safe space. So, you know, the tropes that you like are the tropes that you connect with specific emotional experiences. And if I know, like somebody says, oh, this book is super angsty. Most of the time, I don't want to read the angst because for me... I, right now, I got enough angst. It's all right at the surface. It's playing Chabawamba. Like I got enough angst of my own. When I'm looking for something, when I'm looking for something to read, I'm looking for something to take me away and give me some distance from that because that's all I have at the moment. So I don't want to engage directly with it. So if somebody handed me a book and said, oh, you're going to love this. It's really angsty. I'm going to be like, I'm going to save that for another time. I am a person and I recognize that I feel things very strongly. Oh, me too. Yes. I don't have like a middle of the road emotion most of the time. It is very strong. I feel things very acutely. And it's interesting that like when you're in that mindset, you're like, I don't want any more of this. Whereas yeah, I, when I feel 
when I feel things very strongly, I want other pieces of media where people are feeling things very strongly. Oh, that's interesting. Where it's like kind of mirroring my own way that I process emotions in very like acute, intense ways. So when you said earlier that you don't like to feel your feelings, most of the time that's the case. But when it when you do want to feel your feelings, you want media that matches that exactly. But you want to deliberately seek it out, not have it sneak up on you. Yes. Like you're engaging with that on purpose to engage. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like I said, it's either. I, yeah, it's, definitely like on my terms. It's not always a binary for 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 many, most things. But I think a lot of the times the approach to angst, angsty books is I want to engage with these feelings for a reason or I don't want to engage with them because I'm looking to be taken away from the angsty feelings. Yeah. That's why I like, I, I don't mind spoilers and I don't mind knowing how something ends and I don't know, mind knowing how it's going to turn out. That actually takes a lot of stress off my brain if I'm in an anxious place. All right, I got one more okay. message. So hang on. Hi, Sarah and the Bittery community. Happy winter solstice. I'm Jane Brewster and I'm a psychotherapist and a romance reader and I live and have a private practice in Alexandria, Virginia. And to state the obvious, it's been a tough couple of years, and there are a lot of people who really are struggling with their mental health right now, and we therapists are no exception. So I have been coping by doing a lot of comfort pandemic reading, and rereading, and rereading the rereading. <laughs> and for the very first time in my reading life, it's all been urban fantasy and even high fantasy for me. Ladies with big swords and bigger magic which is really weird because my whole romance reading life, it's been historicals and contemporaries. But I have really wanted to be in another world. So based on a Sarah Wendell rack, I read through Nalini Singh's uh, side changeling books maybe three times in the last two years. Wow. And then went on to Patricia Briggs's Mercy Thompson series and the Discovery of Witches books and TV series and Sarah Jane Mess Court of Ronan. Thorn and Roses books, to name just a few. The more books in a series, the better, so I never have to come back to reality. But my favorite writers of the genre, though, are the husband and wife duo who write the Ilona Andrews books, especially their Kate Daniels world. The most um, deeply comforting book of the year has been the one in which they revisit the Kate Daniels world 10 years after finishing the series. With their Aurelia Ryder book, the one about Kate's adopted daughter, Julie. So Alona and Gordon Andrews started posting chapters on their blog last year because a nurse with COVID fatigue and anxiety begged them for something to be excited about. And like that nurse, it was such a delight to me to be back in that world with each blog post. Then in January of this year, they published it as a full book. Was it a great book? I don't even know. It was just so wonderful to revisit old characters. I was thrilled with every page. But yes, the romance has been left hanging because they are famous for their kind of slow burn romances. But that's okay with me because it's a promise that we'll return to that world when they're done with that second book. And because I'm a psychotherapist and I'm concerned we're going to be unpacking the traumas of 2020 and 2021 for many years. Those of us with the history of trauma will be the hardest hit. And I wanted to tell you about the most brilliant and useful book for my work that I read this year, which was called Healing the Fragmented Selves of Trauma Survivors by Janina Fisher. And it's written both for therapists and for clients. And it's helped me with my own trauma. 
and greatly enrich the work I do with my traumatized clients. It's been a great boon to feel like I've been able to be super, super helpful to my clients, thanks to Janina Fisher, and super, super helpful to myself. It focuses on the value of internal self-compassion, which can't be uh, any kind of bad message ever to have. It's the most important message in some respects. So I wish everyone a peaceful and healing new year. And I will close with a couple of silly psychotherapy jokes. Ooh. Because Sarah really wants those. So number one, how many psychotherapists does it take to change a light bulb? Answer, just one. As long as the light bulb wants to change. <laughs> and two, how many narcissists does it take to change a light bulb? Oh, I know this one. Just one. All he has to do is hold it in place while the world revolves around him. <laughs> Happy silly new year. Thanks so much. <laughs> Take care. I imagine this year has been very, very hard on mental health personnel who are working so hard to try to help everybody who needs help. Yeah, I feel like they're also inundated. Oh, gosh, yes. looking to to start going to therapy, which it's never too late to go to therapy. Um, but yeah, I can imagine there's probably a shortage of oh yes. therapists taking clients right now. Oh, yes. And it's very hard to find that perfect triangulation of Oof. local, covered, has new patient openings. It's also hard to find ones that you actually like... Connect with. Have, have like a good rapport. It yeah. can be so frustrating i remember when i was looking for a therapist again i found one that i loved one the healthcare system and finding people within your network is like solving a riddle oh yeah it's like a 25 tab project it's like a a real life escape room i am very grateful for all of the mental health professionals trying to help other humans with their brains for sure that's shout out to my therapist katie Thank you so much. (laughs) I met with her earlier today. It was great. I hadn't talked to her for like a month because of the holidays. So, oh man, you had a bit to catch up on. Oh yeah. I'm like, all right, where do I start? Where do I begin? Well, would you like this in ascending order by order of size, by date modified? How would you like this information? (laughs) By person? Yeah. Oh my Lord. For me, if I don't think I have anything, like I'll just start kind of like recounting things. And then at some point she'll stop me. Yeah. And like, she's like, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Then like next thing I know, we're unpacking like years of trauma that's tied to this one interaction that I've had, Yep. you know, in the last two weeks. So clearly that pushed your, pushed your button. How how, (laughs) how deeply installed was that button? Yeah. (laughs) So what video games do you recommend? To wrap things up, because I mean, we already talked about books. Ooh, yeah. So if you have a, a video game rec for somebody to start working. Um, if you love like a really narrative, very good. Like if you liked The Witcher, like Sarah oh, loves The Witcher. I do. If you like that similar kind of style, like deep narrative stuff, you know, with some combat and, you know, that sort of thing. I am loving the new god of war so the second one comes out sometime this year Mm -hmm. but the god of war not the not the original original but the new one i think it came out in 2016 i think it's what it is um 
very, very good. Um, lots of mythology. The guy who voices Kratos, who is the god of war, I think his name is Christopher Judge. Very deep, soothing voice. Ooh. I could listen to him narrate whatever for hours. He was an actor on Stargate SG-1. Just playing the game for Kratos's voiceover work is wonderful. I don't want to like spoil anything, but Kratos and his son, following the death of their mother slash wife, it's Kratos's job to kind of like herald his son into like adulthood. But there's kind of like that that trope of like, you know, he's kind of having trouble without his like partner's like gentle maternal like hand. He's more of like a hard edged kind of guy. Oh, so he's so having a bit trouble of morality he- chain then. Yes, he's tra- he's having trouble feeling his feelings. Oh man. Kratos is. And like both of these men in different stages of their life are kind of dealing with like the grief of the loss of like wife and mother. Right. Um, and kind of going on this grand adventure together with lots of mythology. The game is just very beautiful to look at. Um, and it's also fun because you'll meet different characters in mythology, but they won't come right out and say who or what they are. So I'm having a lot of fun kind of piecing those things together and and figuring out where these like people or elements are being inspired by like the mythology that I know. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy, if you want something fun with a, like a killer fucking soundtrack, oh, lots I've of heard 80s it's music. Good. I've heard it's really good. It is a delight. It is so much fun. If you want something more casual, I just bought a game called, I think it's called Witchwood, W-Y-T-C-H. You are this witch who like wakes up because there's an ornery goat. um, As you do. Fucking around in your house. And so if you like a crafting sort of more narrative game, you're like a witch who has to collect things and make potions to like regain your memories and stuff and like, help out the locals and there's a an ornery goat three different games for depending on your gaming mood have you seen enchanted yes is it in inn yes 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 i have i have it on my wish list i'm very curious about it okay um you run a magical inn it's um it's got online co-op so pc gamer says if you want a game like overcooked but without the bit at the end where you're no longer on speaking terms with the other players (laughs) you're running a magical inn with your friends and there's an evil wizard but it's all based on australian indigenous tales so the world building is going to be really something i'm very very curious about that and that brings us to the end of this podcast thank you to amanda for hanging out with me thank you to elise and pudding and to jane for the messages i love doing the end of the year recap especially with all of your good wishes I will have links to everything we talked about in the show notes, never fear. And if you would like to cut your own bangs, apparently there's a YouTube for that. I'm definitely not going to do that. I am not that brave. I am curious, though. Do you like angsty books? Do you love books that help you feel your feelings cathartically? I would love to hear about it. You can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. As always, I end with a terrible joke. This week is no different because I would never let you down this way. I have already run this joke by Tara, who says that it is entirely terrible. So you ready? How do you stop Canadian bacon from curling in the frying pan? 
How do you stop Canadian bacon from curling in the frying pan? You take away their little brooms. <laughs> I love it so much. That is from Major Pain 2006 on Reddit, and I love it so much. <laughs> I want to know who you tell this joke to because it's a good one. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. <laughs> Little brooms. <laughs>